welcome to the Supplier Diversity and Inclusion podcast series by FIPS Consulting. In this podcast series, I speak with international guests who share their experience on supplier diversity and inclusion. Today, I speak with Wendy Burson, who is the founder of Super People Company located in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Welcome, Wendy. Hi, Andrea. So, Wendy, uh, you run a company called Super People uh, Company. What do you do? In short, we help other organizations to um, attract more diverse employees to make sure that they want to stay and also to make sure that they can develop just as easily and just as fast as the majority there. And uh, we do that all over Europe. Uh, mostly for larger organizations, uh, and, and we help them to become more inclusive. And that's uh, our aim. Great. And how did you get into the concept, or how did you learn about the concept of supply chain diversity and inclusion? Since I guess most of your clients currently are looking at uh, diversity, equality, and inclusion in the workforce. Yeah, it's it's uh, something that uh, maybe the more mature, um, and and with mature I mean uh, the more inclusive organizations uh, look uh, at. I got mm-hmm. into contact mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago. I think it's six, seven years ago um, mm-hmm. with WeConnect. And, um, and what they do. And I immediately saw the benefit of supply diversity, not just, uh, for me as a weebie, okay. uh, women owned business, but also, um, or mainly for my clients because, um, supply diversity to me is actually taking that inclusivity that you're Thrive well that you that you go for into in in your organization. You take it outside and try to um, put a, a positive impact on on the the world around you. And so uh, uh, I adapted it um, or the 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 um, concept of supplier diversity immediately in our consultancy. Right, so there was no need to convince uh, convince you or your company to uh, expand or to include uh, DNI, DEI into uh, supply chain or to look at it from a holistic view. So you're located in the Netherlands, and as a diversity, equality, and inclusion expert yourself, do you see the need for supplier diversity and inclusion in the Netherlands or also, you know, the need and also opportunities? Well, there's, I would say that there's a lot of opportunities there uh, because the Netherlands is just not up to speed on this. They mm-hmm. barely know what supplier diversity is, let alone that they want to integrate, integrate that in their uh, DEI uh, strategy and or action plans. So, um I don't I don't want to say there is a need because they 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 basically don't know what it is and, right. and as soon as they explain it they're like oh yeah that's such interesting that's, <laughs> that's something right. that they want to participate in but mm-hmm. unfortunately 
they don't know about it yet. Yeah. So unfortunately, they don't know what they don't know. It's <laughs> it's there, but yeah. they just uh, haven't heard of it. Uh, and I think that's a that's something that we face in many countries in Europe, or maybe throughout Europe. So that's a uh, kind of also my mission to make it more visible and um, to spread the word about there is something that can be applied in your supply chain and make uh, have impact also through your spend. Yeah, so, and wouldn't it be nice, you know, to right. to make sure that not only the organizations become more inclusive, but the world around them as well. And I have a couple of large clients, especially large clients that have other large clients in the United States, mm-hmm. and they are already um, experiencing um, the consequences of supply diversity because they've been asked um, all kinds of questions on how inclusive are you, what are you doing about diversity inclusion, and they actually have to report on that um, every year or every two years to their clients, which was mm-hmm. a novelty mm-hmm. for most. Right, right. And I think, you know, that's something which can really play into uh, growing supplier diversity and inclusion when your clients start asking about it. And uh, and then it it probably will have an impact on winning business or growing revenue and so on. So that's uh, something we all wait for, right? Well, it's already happening, I would say, and it's 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 sort of is spreading that that way of looking at um, suppliers. But also, I see a lot of that happening with investment funds. Um, yeah. Investment funds are already um, making demands on on um, the, basically the companies that they are um, uh, funding that they have to have a DNI plan. And of course, um, there's a lot of um, emerging rules and regulations um, from government and uh, European Union as well on this on this topic. So I would say we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, not ready, but getting there like it's it's that the attention is going into more ESG sustainability and supplier diversity or DNI overall is totally uh, playing into that. So that's only uh, a little part of it, but it's supporting um, many pillars or all three pillars, for example, from the <coughs> ESG targets, uh, which is environmental, social and government. I would say that you're spot on with that. <laughs> so you also uh, have a, developed a study at the Amsterdam University on D&I. Do you want to share uh, maybe also the perception of your students on, on this topic? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I've made it... Um, um, uh, uh, well, first, let me tell you about the program. It's a DNI master program, um, which is um, available at the University of Amsterdam, and so it is for professionals, um, so people that are already working, uh, usually in in HR, but 
Um, we also have DNI managers and and even uh, leadership people signing up for that course. And what they get is 18 lectures on all kinds of topics that are related um, to DNI. Of course, otherwise mm-hmm. the program would have a different name. And right. one of those lectures is also about supplier diversity because um, back in the I I started it three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I thought everybody knew about this, but I found out that's not the case. And then I, luckily for me, I found somebody who can do those lectures, and um, and he explains on what it is and what is to be gained there, and and why you should uh, uh, put some time and effort into supplier diversity. And so it's now a um, a, a a part of the program, and and my participants love it. They most of the times they're like, um, "What is it? And how do you set it up?" And and so um, we try to help them with them or connect you to people like you, Andrea. And <laughs> um, and and so 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 this is really a good thing, and uh-huh. um, cool. um, it, it it's catching on real quick. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. So, um, so that's kind of the where the students get to know about uh, the holistic view of diversity, equality, and inclusion. But what would you say to an entrepreneur in the Netherlands about you know supplier diversity and inclusion or DEI also in the workforce? Well. This podcast is not long enough for that, but <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't recommend it if you're just starting with DNI because, um, you know, you need to have a certain maturity within your organization in regards to um, uh, everything and anything related to diversity and inclusion, because if they're not aware and also uh, knowledgeable, um, uh, and you start a supplier diversity, it's not going to work. You need to have um, the people that um, are doing procurement or um, uh, you know um, acquire a certain. Um, a certain supplier, uh, they need to have some sort of awareness and also knowledge around um, inclusion and, and also the value of diversity, what it can do for them and what, it, what, what are the benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have that, uh, then obviously um, supplier diversity is, is the way to go. Right. So I I totally agree. I think it needs to have a certain understanding within the company of diversity, equality, inclusion, and also a certain buy-in from from the workforce. But then on the other hand, um, I think you can start pretty fast with including diverse businesses and just start small. And maybe it's just, you know, first it's just a the Christmas presents for your clients that you buy from a diverse owned business, but you can slowly uh, grow it and include more maybe measurements or yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's not rocket science. Right. Uh, fortunately. <laughs> um, 
you know, you you can as uh, if you are somebody who's who's able and capable of of buying anything um, mm-hmm. for your organization, for your team, for uh, maybe even your colleague, you can already um, um, implement um, a supply diversity there. I mean, if I uh, buy a present for one of my colleagues, um, I can I can I can do that inclusively as well. So so yes, you can start really small, or maybe uh, organization wide with a a small thing, but. Right. In order to create real impact, obviously it needs to be something structural, maybe even embedded in processes of procurement uh-huh. of buying. Right. Then um, this is where the measurements and the KPIs and all the the policies and and everything else comes into play. But yeah, as you're saying, that's probably for bigger. Uh, a bigger spend companies where you can create a higher impact. Yeah, and if if you want to uh, embed inclusion in the DNA of your organization, quite logically, um, it, that means it, you also look at um, your suppliers, your clients, and the whole society around your organization as well with an inclusive eye, and then. Uh, ask basically the same questions that you would ask for any any other dilemma or um, uh, situation. Um, are you looking at this from the various point of view? Are you looking at this inclusively? And then obviously uh, supplier diversity should be on your list. Right. So you as a super people company are also a certified women-owned business with WeConnect International. And we heard from Michael Tobolsky from WeConnect International in one of the previous podcasts. So you are certified, you have a women-owned logo. Is there anything that you can share or how are your clients reacting to that are they realizing that or is it something that they're not paying attention to or something that you might not not really highlight it's just there well it's there and it's noticeable but they don't notice the great thing (laughs) is is that Mm -hmm. once you it, it has to do a lot we work um, all over Europe, and I must say, in the UK, it's a different case. But yeah. in, on mainland, um, it's just not there yet, not not top of mind. Uh-huh. So when I remind them, um, especially when I know that they have, uh, like, their the mother firm is in the United States or in yeah. the UK, uh, I remind them that not only they're buying great services and products from us, but also that they're buying uh, inclusively. So, mm-hmm. so they're contributing to supplier diversity. Um, basically, the yeah for the for the companies within Europe and especially mainland Europe, uh, they they don't know about it as much, and so um, although I'm, I was one of the I think I was a second certified um, um, 
we connect business we be as we say um in the netherlands um -hmm. it has never uh, given me an extra benefit yet right yeah i think it's it's what you were saying not really on mainland but i think in the uk um or if you really have the you know maybe the clients in the netherlands but it's a a us-based company they would be more interested in in getting getting that information or knowing that you're a certified uh, women-owned business. But yeah. Um, yeah, as mentioned earlier, we are working towards more visibility of an inclusive supply chain of diversity and inclusion in the supply chain. So. Uh, Hopefully, when we talk again, maybe we can record the podcast again in a couple of years and we have different <laughs> different views on that or different understanding. Well, I'm going to be a little bit more ambitious uh, than that. I would say let's schedule a date for next year because, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, because. Because in September there's going to be a, a large event in the in the Netherlands about supplier diversity, and I'm hoping uh, that this will will also um, uh, maybe speed up things on supplier diversity. Uh, as I said uh, in my course, and we have two of those courses every year with um, 12 to 15 participants from all over Europe, um, mm-hmm. from large companies mostly. Um, it's it's uh, you know um, part of the package, so uh, I'm hoping to contribute to that as well. Yeah, I well you know you're very positive and optimistic, and I hope that we really will uh, have a different view on this uh, next year. But um, and you know the the September event it's the uh supplier diversity project european supplier diversity project conference in amsterdam on september 20th and 21st and um this is the first european conference there were smaller ones last last year in berlin and so on but um yeah this is the first big one bringing together all the minority supplier development uk um we connect international as well as ETLCC. Um, yeah, so that's not to be missed. If you're interested in supplier diversity and inclusion in Europe, check it out. <laughs> now, Wendy, we're almost at the end now. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Any key advice or uh, any less? thought in this podcast well we the one thing that we tend to do around diversity inclusion is that we look at leadership we look at large corporations um but how about we do a little supplier diversity ourselves you know like i said uh if you are a small company you can still do supplier diversity but even if you're an employee at a firm you still have your private life as well and i'm assuming right. you'll buy something um uh, every year every day every month and so how about you uh, contribute to supply diversity um 
when you shop for um for a special gift for somebody who's having a birthday or another mm-hmm. special occasion how about you um you look outside your bubble and um find a a great entrepreneur that doesn't look like you um and that goes <laughs> both ways yeah so if you're white look for somebody maybe of color or a different cultural background and the other way around uh because i think uh, your world will be a better place when you do so totally yeah it's it's very you know it's such an important thing when we look in our private life and we buy something right now it's very um top of the mind to buy sustainable or fair trade uh, which is very important as well but also maybe you know next time you go and buy a chocolate bar it might be from a small bakery owned by a woman instead of the the big brand bar or just little things like that and also with fast fashion right we all know what that's causing and also there are great women-owned brands or minority-owned brands, diverse-owned brands or other yes. smaller brands. So it's uh, you can have an impact on more inclusion or more equality throughout the world in your everyday life. It's not about the corporates. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, next time you, you need something, mm-hmm. whether it's a real need or just something that you really would like to do, buy buy from somebody that doesn't you know is not part of your bubble um like right. i said you're gonna have you're gonna have uh so much fun doing that because you're gonna um explore a little bit more and find um extraordinary finds and uh mm-hmm. so yeah that would be my message at the end of this is that you don't have to wait until your organization buys inclusively you can start just like sustainability, you can mm-hmm. start um, in your own home. Right. Wendy, thanks so much for all your insights and inputs. And I'm so much looking forward to collaborating with you and uh, supporting companies throughout Europe to buy more Dapper's owned. Here, here. So if you want to make your supply chain more inclusive, reach out via phipsconsulting.com or phipsconsulting on LinkedIn. Listen in to my next episodes where I talk to more experts about supplier diversity and inclusion and the impact it has on their business or on their organization. Reach out if you have any inputs or topics around supplier diversity and inclusion you want me to talk about. Thanks much for listening and bye, diverse owned. (laughs) 